This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. What's up, guys? Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. I'm only doing this one time tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean, either. I mean, uh, also, I'm really disappointed that nobody called us on that shit from the last time. That was like a fucking brilliant move, and no one called us on it. So thank you, it guys. The best. Thank you for coming through. Best. Yep. Yeah, we pulled that off flawlessly. Oh, God, it was so good. Did you guys listen to it? No, but I not. felt I felt the uh, the rhythm was great, man. Like the yeah, there's a lot of yes anding going on, buddy. It was a lot of improv. It was fun. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I actually did listen to it, and um, I I thought it was it went really well. It actually played That's well excellent. as as a, as a concept. So if if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about on the previous episode, we recorded it on Groundhog's Day, and we just kept restarting the episode over and over again. <laughs> Right. Basically, I killed it, and then it came back to life again, and lived the same yep. miserable life over and over again. And it was flawless. It really was. We did such a good None job. None of us missed a beat. Hey, and Eric, I got yes. some idea for art. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it tonight. <laughs> not tonight. No more. Uh, I'm just. I'm just mad for real. Yeah, real genius. Oh shit! Too early. Spoiler uh, alert! God damn. I like how we do this every episode and the fucking episode title is the movie we're doing. <laughs> it's not like it's not like they don't know what it is already anyways, but we're going to make you wait for it still. So what's going on, guys? What's new? <laughs> I'll chuckle because, you know, we know what I'm going to talk about. At least Joe does. Yeah. Um, I, I was off today, but I had a shitty fucking day. Um, I went down to my storage unit to grab my printer finally because I've been working without a printer for a while. So, uh, at first, I got to the storage unit, and the damn code wouldn't work. Said it wasn't recognized. So six I had to go to the nine six six nine. nine. All of a sudden, it was like, <laughs> yeah, you can't use that code. So I had to go to the office, which is like three buildings down from where I am, and they had to reset everything. I went back. I got in. I dug my printer out. I grabbed a couple of little tables that I wanted, and on the way out. The sliding door opens. I bring the cart over the threshold and the fucking printer takes a header <sighs> right onto the ground. Um, I'm very proud of myself because I stopped. I put my hands on my hips for a second. I took a deep <laughs> breath. I picked it up and chucked it in the car, loaded the rest of the car and went home. Um, I got it home and it, it was still actually wrapped in the, uh, in the movers uh, shrink wrap. So I, I cut the shrink wrap off, and as I took the shrink wrap off, half the printer came off with the shrink wrap oh, in pieces. That sucks. So, you know, my couple of, or a few hundred or actually close to $600 laser dip printer is a fucking paperweight. Um, yeah, so I, I had to go to Staples and print my shit for the show tonight. <laughs> and now I'm in the market for a printer. 
Oh, God damn. That's but I'm taking it. I'm telling you, I was telling you, man, these new happy pills, they're fucking working because I'm taking this in stride. I'm, I'm, I, I might have, I might have vocalized my anger at some drivers on the way home a little more yeah. than I do. Nah, nothing wrong with that, though. I didn't, uh, I didn't lose my shit, you know? So something's working. But anyway, yeah. And then, you know, as we were, you know, going over some stuff before we started recording. I went to type stuff in and, you know, my, my keyboard ran out of batteries. So I had to get the wires out and plug that in. So technology is not my friend tonight. So that's what's oh, new with me. You can't win for losing, can you? No, no. But I like, There's... I like the reaction, man. That's like a, that seems like a really good positive step. And especially I'm when pro- you're aware of it, like you're like, you know, yes. Yeah. That's, that's good shit, man. I appreciate that. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly proud of myself because I yeah. would have, yeah, there, there might have been a temper tantrum that someone could have videoed from the sidewalk because that's me. But I did. I just, yeah, I was kind of surprised. But it's all good. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah fucking storage units. So storage units are the worst, by the way. Oh, and yeah. When I had a storage unit, I took something out of it. It was like some unwieldy bullshit. And I'm walking through the hallway to get out the glass doors to the outside. Mm-hmm. And there's a fire extinguisher under uh you know that breakable glass yep and i tap whatever i was holding i tap the glass with it as i'm turning and that shit shatters into fucking 100 billion pieces just just raining glass yep and i look down and i'm standing in the glass and i look up and the fucking security cameras right above my head just (laughs) pointing down at me (laughs) even if i wanted to holy shit there was no getting out of it man so now i know yeah but uh yeah yeah man uh what's new with me what's what's new with me today is we're we're doing things a little different today it's a weekday yeah uh we usually record on the weekends but it, it's a weekday so schedule's a little thrown off it's a little hectic um but there's there's not much to talk about man other than the fact that uh conventions coming up uh mycon megacon my kid is being taken to Broadway by my parents to see the Harry Potter show on Broadway. So, so cool. yeah, she was, you know, th- that's a big deal. And yeah. the problem is I've got three kids. So that was like this great belated birthday surprise for one kid, but then the other two kids, they're going to be left out and it's going to be a whole jealousy thing. So we decided yeah. we're all going to go to New York in March uh, for a little bit. And just do, you know, the, the tourist shit, like the shit that we never really did. Like, let's go see the Empire State Building and let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's go to Central Park and Natural History Museum, all that stuff. So, uh, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be close to your neck of the woods in a little bit. Yeah. We uh, got to talk because I, you know, I don't want to intrude, but no, I'll get down to hang out with you. Please intrude. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't, it's got, are you going to be down there on weekendays? <clears throat> or is no. it during the week? No, it's during the week. Yeah. See, that's going to be tough because March, I'm not allowed to take vacation because that's year end for us. So, yeah, I'll see what I can do, but I to, might yeah. have to. Yeah, I don't know if I can, but we'll okay. maybe we'll work it out. Right. My birthday is going to be coming up in March, too. You oh, go. you too? I'm a March boy. Yeah. How old are you going to be? Uh, 41. Fuck, 41? I know. You look good, man. You look motherfuckers. <laughs> that baby face. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be 38. Nice. Yeah. Just well, it's funny you bring up age because today, <laughs> today I was because another 
set of bullshit I had to go through just to make it all about me. Um, I had to go get some blood work done this morning. So I get I get to the to the to the lab at 8:45 and the this lines out the fucking door because every goddamn old person on the south coast of Massachusetts is getting blood taken at the same time and I'm like you people have nothing to fucking do all day. You're home all day. Why the fuck are you here when people have to work? And I was off today, but that doesn't matter. Why are you here taking my time from me? You know, if I ran the lab, there'd be a sign on the fucking wall that says, if you shit in a bag, you can't be here till after 10 o'clock in the morning. All right. So I bust balls about being old, but fuck those old people. Yeah. Yeah. Those are real old people. That's that's bullshit. You got all day to do this, man. Strolling around 10 or 11. You can hang out. You can talk your talk with your old friends. Give me my time. I was there for an hour to get blood to get blood drawn. Unacceptable. Which, by the way, came back and all my results were fucking great. Ah, there you go. Were. So, also, anyway, uh, sorry, I'm stealing thunder here. Is no. it, is shitting in a bag a just sign of being old? <laughs> I've never heard this one before. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! <laughs> it's a sign of being old, or it's it's also a sign of working in the textile industry in New England because <laughs> there's a very high rate of colon cancer in in the textile industry from back in the day because of you know the horrible chemicals they used to make all the textiles we wear. <laughs> yes. But the difference between the colostomy bag and just shitting into any bag is, is a <laughs> distinction that yeah, you true. have to make. You that's a, question, that of, that's a yeah. question of uh, of brain power. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So it could be either. But anyway, hey, look, I might have went too When you're far, on a but... construction site, sometimes you'd rather shit in a bag than use the Mexican phone booth. Oh, no. You, you, <laughs> Joe, you, you nailed it because I have done that. Not on a construction site, but when... It's been necessary. I have done that. So. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's not it's not always going to be a Home Depot bucket around. Maybe I should have clarified and said a bag strapped to your leg. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like literally like Win Dixie bag. <laughs> wow, I'm not doing anything to endear anybody to me tonight, am I? <laughs> a Win Dixie bag. No, I am just. Or wait, do you shit on the ground and then pick it up like dog shit? Where they put the bag over your hand and reach? Oh it no, it's on the ground. It. it stays on the ground. Fuck that shit. It's like literally, sick. fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this Joe. is moving into just surprise me. Also, we're going to do a standalone for this, but if you guys have not already done so, migrate to our new uh, Masters of the Cinematic Universe feed because uh, the old one is going away. Yeah, what we have, we have moved to a new uh, hosting service. So. Yeah. We need you to unsubscribe, uh, wh- whichever podcatcher you use, and unsubscribe, uh, masters, and then search and resubscribe uh, to it so that we can get our numbers right and you don't miss an episode or anything like that. We'd really appreciate it. Correct. You're asking our listeners to do extra work, man. I know, right? And and the reason that you have to do this is the reason we're getting rid of the old service because they couldn't even do a 301 direct. No, exactly. <laughs> or exactly. redirect. This is a... This is an important move for us behind the scenes, and it's a good move for everyone, um, you know, and the listeners and for us. So we're excited about it, but we need your help. So you got it. You got to get on that. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep making this announcement, but uh, please do it as soon as you can. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Do it. You know, the cool thing about you, dear listener, is is you're the kind of person that supports local art you know, you support creativity on a small batch scale such as this. Mm-hmm. You're not just listening to the fucking 
Joe Rogans and yeah. Mark Marins of the podcasting. None world. of no, this you, Hobby Lobby podcast bullshit. None of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many Chinese kids labor to put that shit on the air? <laughs> no, you are you are so uh, beloved by us because you spend your time and some of you actually spend your fucking money supporting guys like us. Yeah. So yeah, help us through this little transitional process and do everything Joe tells you to do. Cause I don't know what the fuck he's talking about to be completely honest with you. If I was a listener to this podcast, I'd never listen to it again. Cause I don't know from fucking button pushing technology. <laughs> so no, but we're, bottom we're, line, it's a big thing for us. It'll be a good thing for you. It's it's potentially going to allow us to bring some really cool stuff your way. So uh, yeah, just just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Wait, wait. Do it. Your sweater is telling me that. Yeah, yes, it is. Why does Doug look fucking better every time we do a show? <laughs> I know. Why do I look worse every time? You want to uh, laugh, dudes? I I lost since we last talked about my weight. I've lost two and a half more pounds. God damn! <laughs> I gained like another three. I had hibachi for lunch. I'm in the one seventies. In God the one seventies, awesome, dude. I was like 1983 was the last time I was in the one seventies. I was like two thirty two thirty seven this morning. No. Listen, it's fine. It's a, you're up and down. You're gonna yes. come down, Joe. You, you still look it, good. Yeah. But that's all. That's impressive, man. And yeah, the fucking the Nike. I can tell it's a you know a hoodie. That's oh god, Joe's lifting his shirt up, listeners. He looks like Burt Kreischer. (laughs) (laughs) Dad bod. Oh man, Uh, it was gone. Nice. That was sexy, buddy. Hey, but what's gonna (laughs) please more people? A six pack or a keg? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely dad joke to go with the dad bod, man. I fucking appreciate that. I am the machine. <laughs> Wait a minute. Should we should we just do that segue again? What that was, Joe? That was real genius. Ah, nice. Wow. Well yeah. played. Oh man, Doug's me for once. Cylinders. Me for once. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we started this show, Doug was the one who wouldn't catch on to the I know. segues. Like, now Doug's laying them, and job. we're like, "What's going on?" I know, we're, right? Real genius. Yeah, that is smart, Doug. What do you mean? <laughs> So yeah, so uh, that leads us to why we're here tonight. Um, we're going to do the 1985 movie Real Genius, uh, starring Val Kilmer. Um, yeah, I obviously I saw this movie in theaters in 1985. Um, this is before I was married. Even shit, I was only engaged. I was getting married later in the year. This came out August 7th, so Erica wasn't even here in the states yet. Um, I probably saw it with my cousin because that was our thing going to the movies. Um, it's directed by Martha Coolidge, who also did the other one of the other '80s classic movies, Valley Girl. Mm. Um, so you know she had a pedigree back then. She did a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, I'll I'll lay it out right now. Uh, well, first I'll I'll say that the reason I picked this movie is directly related to ET, Eric. Uh-oh. Because when we were doing ET, when you did ET, I was checking out the cast list, right? One of the gang, Steve, right? From mm-hmm. from the gang of kids, he was in this movie in a bit role. So when I was looking at the cast list and then checking out roles, I saw he played boy at science fair. Sean Fry is the is the actor. Uh he played boy at science fair in, in Real Genius, and it reminded me, fuck, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yeah. So and um 
It's not as hilarious as I remember it being. Okay. All right. You know, but I dig. I still dug it. I still. It's still one of my favorites, and it's still probably a movie I'll watch. Yeah, um, I was gonna say the comedy levels are not really there. No, 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 no. It, but as an '80s movie, as that genre of '80s movie, it was top notch in its time. It's yeah. definitely dated. The good thing is it didn't date badly, and that you know, there's not a lot of really fucking cringe, yeah, there's, cringe yeah. stuff yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. which is cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm going into this saying that you know. This is, you know, I, I looked on IMDb and I gave it like eight out of ten. It's not getting <laughs> it's not getting anywhere near that on our ratings today. What's, what's kind of funny that. is even though it's the one of the least like college type movies I'd go like looking for, it's probably the most realistic. Well, that's the thing, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um yeah, it's just it's a cute movie. There's no other way to put it. It's a cute movie because it didn't. It's not that, like Joe says, it's not that typical '80s college. Yeah, it's not the like, raunchy, raunchy like Porky's, uh, Revenge of the yeah, Nerds. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 kind of the opposite of that. And Val Kilmer was in his prime when this came out. Is very young, like comedic prime. He had just done um, um, uh, crap. I haven't heard of that one. I know. Now I can't <laughs> remember. It was his. It was his like airplane type movie, and I can't remember the name of uh. it. Um, it was like a World War II spoofy movie. But anyway, we'll do that one eventually too because that's still actually very funny. But anyway, the movie's cool. The 80s music is like the best. It's got it some really great is, 80s man. music. Yeah, I, I, the music was top notch. Um, and as Joe as Joe mentioned, realistic-wise, so this movie is based on actual like, you know, lore and, 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 and legend from like, Caltech back in the in the seventies and eighties and MIT back then, like yeah. the stunts that the students would pull because they'd be on the next level because they're all friggin' geniuses. So, um, that was it's pretty cool. It's realistic, quote realistic in that sense. Yeah, I mean so. it had some surrealistic things, but like yeah, 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 no, it didn't. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't a documentary. No, but you know, you said it, it had some surrealistic moments in it. There's there's a scene in this movie where they explode someone's house with a giant laser and a bag of popcorn explodes. Yeah, yeah. like yes, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. This is not Jewish space lasers, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. This is regular old space lasers. Yeah, just the the normal. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I they also movie, somehow man. make I'm, ice evaporate into thin air. I don't. Oh uh, yeah. But no, stuff. see, that's the thing is, I don't know if it was on that scale, but that's an actual like legend from from the tech college days, like that somebody came up with something like that, you know. Yeah. Who knows if it's real or not, but you know, it's based in quote reality, you know. All right, so we'll get started now. Uh the movie opens up uh very coolly, and it's it's a it's some cool foreshadowing, actually. Um it opens up with drawings of the evolution of weapons. It starts with cavemen and then moves up through medieval times and on and on until you see bombs and nuclear weapons and stuff. And it's these pictures are being shown over this song called You Took Advantage of Me yep. by Carmen McRae. So there's definitely some foreshadowing there that we'll get to. Um, so it's, it's a nice little cool. So we're, we're thing. We're going to start off with a clip. It's I think it's a little long. It's like three minutes or whatever, but we'll start off with a clip. Uh, so fire it up. Crossbow, this is Watchdog. Confirm all transmissions on Discriminator. Roger, Watchdog. 
Crossbow is on discriminator. All systems are go. Roger, we mark you go for maneuvering sequence. Watch out, this is Crossbow. I am established. Confirm we are go for arm. Affirmative, Crossbow. At this time, select electrics to max. Select vents to open and select systems to onward. Roger. Crossbow is arm. Roger. We now have ground confirmation. Rabbit is in the hole. Moving target indicator engage. Pathfinder is on. I'm going on the scope. Roger. Scanner on. Target locked. Tracking lock. Roger. Yes, it does it. That's it. Hold it right there. The Crossbow Project. There's no defense like a good offense. Mission accomplished. Just like shooting ducks in a barrel. Working in secret, our scientists are turning an engineering dream into an effective reality. Now all we have to do is build it. It's the weapon, isn't it, Dave? What do you think of Don's little movie, Roy? I think there weren't enough girls in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a little take now on alternate weapon uses, plans for the mini shuttle, and modifications of the B-1 for aerial launch. Does the president or any other responsible agency know about this? We're on a need-to-know basis, George. Besides, the CIA is a responsible agency. Well, I think they do need to know. You're going to single-handedly cause a major escalation. Our studies indicate that this type of weapon is totally useless in warfare. Well, it's not intended for use in your kind of warfare, Roy. It's a perfect peacetime weapon. That's why it's secret. So it's both immoral and unethical? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when do we get it? Uh, as I understand it, there seems to be a small technical, uh, teeny-weeny little problem with the energy source. I don't want to hear about any problems, Don. We have plans for your little ray gun this summer. I need a success here. I don't need any delays jeopardizing that success. Am I making myself clear, Don? Oh, there's vodka day. You tell that Dr. Hathaway to get on the stick. Well, um, I guess I'm just going to have to push a little harder then, huh? Just as long as we have a working weapon by the end of June. Right, General? I wouldn't know, Dave. I haven't had a working weapon since Korea. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. This is too much. I'm going to have to ask for a reassignment. I'm sorry to hear that, George. I urge you to stop. Thanks for your input. Sorry you won't be on the team. Maybe next time. Too bad. Used to be a good man. Afraid we're gonna have to liberate George. Liberate? You mean liquidate? Larry, let's see that film on blinding techniques. Then we'll all have some lunch, all right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we just listened to a, you know, clandestine CIA Air Force meeting about a laser project called Crossbow that they are uh, hoping to get off the ground to take out human targets from space with a laser. Um, so obviously you can see the government and the military hasn't changed much since 1985. It's the same <laughs> shit. They still do the same shit, but now they just shoot balloons down. Um, <laughs> so uh, did you guys look at the cast list? So a, a, a cool little 
Easter egg. The shuttle pilot was played by Stacy Peralta. Yes. Oh, that. shit. Yes. Really? Yeah. What? The, yeah. How did, how did that I, I know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. He, yeah. It, it, it could have been because, I mean, that, that was his heyday as well. So who knows? The studio and him, his company connected or whatever. And yeah, he was the shuttle pilot in this. I wonder if he's oh, really wow. related to Jake Peralta. <laughs> Let's find out. Um, and it's funny, even, even, I don't know if he screws up or did that on purpose, but he goes like shooting ducks in a barrel. Like what the fuck? It's shooting fish in a barrel. You idiot. Yeah. But also anyway. I know it's not the same person cause I looked it up, but the guy who says his dick hasn't worked since North Korea or whatever. Yeah. He looks just like the Hank guy from breaking bad with hair. Oh, he oh, did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did look like him. He does look like him. Yeah, yeah. I had to yeah. look at him like, is that yeah. him? Like in an early role? Yeah, it could be. I but mean, it, well, I, well, I mean, unless he's like uncredited, I didn't see him in there. Yeah, Dean Norris is his name. The first yeah. time I ever saw him was in, uh, um, fucking get your ass to Mars movie, the Arnold movie. The oh, fuck. oh, uh, fuck, uh, Total Recall. Yeah, Total yeah, Recall. Yeah, he recall. was yeah, he yeah. was one of the he was one of the mutant guys. Okay. Um, in okay. that Dean Norris. Yeah. Anyway. So um, this movie yeah. started with a real like bad set of special effects. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. And, uh, but I love like, yeah. what I'll say, what I'll say about this is I don't remember this fucking movie at all. I, mm-hmm. I know I've seen it like somewhere in the back of my subconscious, like yeah, this yeah. movie existed. Um, yep. but, but just watching that first, that sequence with the ship, like the bad blue screen ship, and when they yeah. shoot the guy and he just explodes into like <laughs> just, a, like a hole in his chair. Yeah, <laughs> I I was I both perplexed and excited because this is wildly different than the pedigree movie that you usually bring to the show. Yes, yeah, and I have to say because I think I brought this up when I first mentioned that this would be my next movie. This. This movie has a line that I probably quote more than any other line ever. And that's why it holds a place in my heart. And I'll, I'll, when we get to that line, because, of course, I pulled the clip, I'll let you know. You know, I, I mentioned it, you know, back in the other episode. But anyway, I won't say it now. But, yeah, that line is used in the house by people, by my family, and mostly by me more than any other friggin' movie line ever. So... We now jump to a high school, a typical high school science fair. Uh, we get a quick pan shot and we're looking at the different exhibits and, you know, it's the usual high school science fair stuff, including the effects of alcohol on mice. Yeah. <laughs> you got a mouse on a spinning wheel drinking water and then the other one's just laying on the bottom of the spinning wheel because he's drinking alcohol. So uh, we meet um, resident douchebag, uh, <laughs> Professor Jerry Hathaway is played by uh, William Atherton. I, I heard There's that man no one, has no dick. He has it's, no dick. He definitely true. has no dick. And there isn't an actor on the planet who plays a douche better than him ever. But he does he should have get a, a lo- lifetime Oscar for he, how he plays douches. He does have a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he walks in to, to much fanfare. He's signing autographs. Apparently, he's a local celebrity. He has his own little science show. He's he's just being a deuce to everyone, but they love him. This old lady walks up. So so, what's Einstein really like? And he just looks at her in typical Atherton and goes, he, "He's dead." <laughs> you know, it's like, he's he's such a douche. And he's so good. The way he talks to is so it's yeah, just he, so he, great, right? <laughs> it's so he's so unique and he's so good at what he did as yeah. an actor. Um, 
I mean, it doesn't matter where he was. Ghostbusters, Die Hard. He's just he's so Biodome. Good. Yeah, Biodome. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Same guy. He played the same guy, but it didn't matter. Yeah, so, it doesn't matter. It's the same yeah. character every single time. And what yep. is the magic word? <laughs> the best part is he's usually not like a bad guy. He's just a fucking asshole and an idiot. Right, right. And he's not much. That's not really any different in this movie. Yeah. Because I don't even, I don't even think he understands what he's gotten himself into, you know, and we'll get yeah, to that, yeah, but yeah. I don't even know that he fully understands it. So, um, you know, he likes to think he's got the upper hand on everyone, but you know, the CIA has the upper hand on him. Um, so, uh, professor Hathaway is at the science fair to meet, uh, meet up with uh 15 year old Mitch Taylor, our protagonist in this movie. Um, he's an ex prodigy in laser development. So he's been recruited, um, to Pacific tech university, uh, to unwittingly assist Hathaway's crossbow laser problem, or is just his general laser problem. Cause we'd heard in the clip that, yeah. you know, there's an issue, a teeny weeny tiny issue with the power. All right, so this is two movies in a row. You've had an under-egg douchebag named Mitch with long hair. Yeah, that's very true. Also, very true. this Mitch, for some reason, I can't get... Every time I saw him in this entire movie, I'm like, oh, I'm looking at an adolescent Jerry Seinfeld. I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He literally yeah, looks yeah. like a teenage Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Yep. Uh, the actor's name is Gabriel Jarrett, and he didn't do much. Like, <laughs> you look at this, he didn't do much after this, but that's fine. He was a cute kid, but he didn't grow up. Cute. I just kept waiting for him, like, what's the deal with these lasers? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Mitch is talking to his parents, and you can see that he didn't get his brain from either of them. Um, and it just quickly gets to the point where Mitch and both Mitch and Hathaway have like no patience for his parents. <laughs> like the dad is asking Hathaway, is it gonna be a signing bonus? <laughs> yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, his only question to the parents is, by any chance, is Mitch adopted? Um, you know, because he just can't see it. But yeah. anyway. The um, mom reminds me of somebody, too, but I can't place it. Yeah, I've, I'm looking. Her now, face, I, like, looks like somebody. That I kept seeing it, and then, like, I couldn't, like, place who she reminded yeah, me of. Yeah, she was a character actor back then, so who knows. But um, so we, um, so. Hathaway's talking to Mitch and he, he just lets him know that, you know, he needs to understand he's different than everyone else uh, because of his intelligence. You know, everyone else has a, an IQ of a carrot in comparison is the, is the way Hathaway describes it. And that he'll be working with Chris Knight and uh, we're going to meet Chris in a minute, but Mitch is very excited about Chris. Chris was the previous, like, you know, young person, child prodigy in this, in this area. So he's really excited about it. So, that said, um, so we switch to uh, meet. We see Chris Nice, played by Val Kilmer, as I mentioned. Um, he's currently interviewing for a job at, at, at an organization. Uh, he's wearing a t shirt that says, I love toxic waste. So <laughs> he doesn't take himself or anybody else too seriously. Are so those, we why are do you have those things in your head? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. So we're going we're gonna to meet Chris now. So we got another clip. Guys. I want you to meet Chris Knight. Chris, this is my assistant, Sherry Nugel. And this is Mike Dodd. Dr. Dodd. The one who just designed our brand new telecom satellite. It's an honor to meet you, sir. Telecom. Isn't that the satellite that's raining debris all over Europe? Why is that toy on your head? Because if I wear it anywhere else, it chafes. I'm sorry. It, it's just that I didn't want you guys to think I was stuck, you know. 
no fun. Oh, brain, no penis. <laughs> Pardon me? I, I'm sorry. It's, it's just an infantile response to authority. Yes, you are Chris Knight, aren't you? I hope so. I'm wearing his underwear. It's a joke! I get it! That's funny! <laughs> well, I just can't help but you guys are such fun yourselves! Well, we try to be. Isn't that right, Mike? No. Chris, Sherry's gonna show you around the place. You can ask her any questions you might have about fringe benefits, dress codes, or whatever, and I'll see you back upstairs in my office when you're through, okay? Great. Sherry, take very good care of this young man. He's one of the ten finest minds in the country. Someday I hope to be two of them. <laughs> You are very beautiful. Thank you. Uh, how'd I come off? Too stuffy? Well, you certainly don't act like one of the top ten minds of America. Really? How many of them have you met? Seven. Really? Mm -hmm. You'll be eight. Professor Hostetler at MIT was number six. Old Professor Hostetler? Isn't he dead? He is now. <laughs> yeah. So we can see again, Chris doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he is a genius. Um, and really quickly, a cool piece of trivia I found. Um, so the name of the company that he's uh, interviewing with is Darlington Electronic Instruments. And apparently the initials DEI are, are prevalent in this movie in different forms. There's a truck that's called Drain Experts Incorporated with DEI and there's some other DEIs. And it lends itself to, you know, again, the legend that, the, the students at Caltech, which is right down the street from the Jet Propulsion Lab, which does, you know, they do the rocket shit. Um, the initials DEI, and I'm not sure it says exactly what it stands for. They put those initials, they hide them in, in space probes and satellites and even in the lunar lander and, and, you know, on the moon. So those initials are everywhere, including apparently at the summit of Everest. So, um as a nod to that, they they try to put them in the movie. So that's um, uh, that's some deep cut weirdo stuff, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right, right. They uh, yeah, they did their homework. They did their homework on this. Um, so I mean, yeah. So Martha Coolidge, the director, and the producer Brian Grazier, and Brian Grazier was also a prolific '80s like teen movie guy. You know, he okay. produced a lot of those movies, and but they they definitely did their homework for this. So. I mean, even um, even the graffiti on the hallway of like the uh, the dorms, like some of that stuff. It said like you know Caltech is MIT, like all this inside. Yes, nerd baseball. It was kind of cool. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, so we are on campus now. Uh, Mitch arrives, um, and he he shows up to a faculty welcome party, um, and you know gets some silly sage advice from the dean, who's this absent-minded professor, who's like always no. Never forget to check your your uh, references. You know? yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, Mitch is like fake writing it down. He's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, so he heads over to the dorm uh, to find typical college, you know, flurry of activity with people running around and playing video games and all sorts of shit going on. And this is what Eric just referenced in the dorm. There's graffiti everywhere. Um, there's references to like Dungeons and Dragons on the wall and to other Cal stuff, Caltech and, and MIT stuff. And it's just everywhere. Um, it's kind of hard to see. So he, uh, he heads to his room and he's ready to start unpacking, realizes that his clothes are missing. They're probably already been unpacked. He's not sure what's going on. Um, a very young uncle Rico from 
<laughs> That's where uh, I recognize him from. I'm trying to like wonder where I recognize right. him. Uh, he uh, is played by John Grease. Uh, his character in this movie is Laszlo Hollyfield. Uh, he enters the room quietly, and he sneaks off directly into the closet. Yep. Um, but he disappears in the full of clothes closet before Mitch can figure out what the fuck is going on. It's just like he, Mitch opens the door and he's gone. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we have some rapid fire clips. So now uh, Mitch finally meets Chris, and we're gonna play that clip. Before I play the clip, though, um, yeah, when he looked in the closet. Um, now I noticed all the comic books laying around there in in the room, um, and they're all DC comic books. Like there was Titans, and the one that was in the closet was Vigilante. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck oh, yeah, oh, Vigilante!" That's great. Yeah, <laughs> it made yeah, me so happy. Teen, for I a didn't second. see the Vigilante one, but the Teen Titan ones. Well, I guess again, I don't know much about it, but there were reference to the the Teen Titans who used you know their brainiac brains to solve issues. Is that correct, Eric? Like you know? Yeah, at, at least some of them. Some of them. Of yeah. The but yeah, yeah, I saw the vigilante. It was a red cover sitting right in the floor and the bottom of the closet. And I was Very like, yeah. cool. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yep. What kind of a place is this? Hi. Would you be prepared if gravity reversed itself? I well, I. The only thing I can't figure out is how to keep the change in my pockets. I've got it. Nudity. I was here for a second this morning. You didn't straighten up the place, did you? No. Good. Because all my filth is in alphabetical order. This, for example, was under H for toy. What is it? This? It's a penis stretcher. You want to try it? No. I'm kidding. It's yet another in a long series of diversions in an attempt to avoid responsibility. I uh, dropped off my luggage and now all my bags are emptied. You see, Mitch? I used to be you. And uh, lately I've been missing me, so I asked Hathaway if I could room with me again, and he said sure, so put all your stuff away in the bottom drawer there, shirts, pants, shoes. I had a little trouble with the sports jacket, so I threw it out. Duck! Nice reflexes. I'm Chris Knight. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Duck again! Oh, my God! It's heading for the gas tanks. Duck! Would you classify that as a launch problem or a design problem? <laughs> so yeah, again, Chris doesn't take anything seriously. Um, and uh, yeah, so Mitch is a little uh, taken aback by, I guess he, you know, he had a, he had his own ideas of what Chris would be like, but uh, Chris didn't meet those expectations apparently. So we'll see how it all goes. Um, we now jump, we're in a car and uh, Major Don Carnagle, who was in that initial meeting that we heard the clip from um, he and Hathaway are in the car and he's pushing Hathaway's timetable for the laser from 18 months to four by threatening to pull the funding. Um, he, he explains to, to Jerry that if the funding is pulled, there will be an audit. And based on what we see happening at Jerry's house, when they pull up to his house, all the renovations, uh, an audit would not be good for Jerry. So uh, he realizes he's got to get things going. Uh, we got a quick clip, and this just sums up Hathaway in a nutshell. What are you looking at? You're laborers. You're supposed to be laboring. <laughs> That's what you get for not having an education. Get out of here. Go on, go on, get out of here. Yeah, 
I mean, that's Jerry. He's that's such a dick. dick. Yeah. You know, he's said this. I think the word, you know, just calling someone a dick was made for him. But um, I guess he, you are what you don't have. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. There you because go, this man has no dick. <laughs> yes, he does. He doesn't. Um, I he uses it later, but you know. Uh, yeah. So that's Jerry. I just had to play that one. So uh, all right. So we are back on campus. Uh, Mitch heads to the lab um, to check up on you know what he's going to be working on on the laser and such, and he meets Kent. <laughs> God, Kent. Kent is like the poor man's version of of uh, Professor Hathaway. He's a dick, but he doesn't know how to be a dick. Um, but we meet Kent and his henchmen. Uh, no, henchmen is in quotes because you know, <laughs> fucking buffoons. But uh, it's hysterical. So, yeah, Kent's the poor man's Hathaway. Uh, he thinks he's all that in the bag of chips uh, until Jerry arrives and uh, puts him in his place. It lets everybody know that Mitch is going to be running the show and that uh, does not sit well with Kent. Yeah, Kent um, is, is definitely your most like Revenge of the Nerds type character yes. in this movie. Yes, he is. That's a good way to put it because that's exactly what he is. He's he's that, you know, goofy villain. You know, yeah. he's he's sort of a villain, but not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. So And you he's like um, put there for you to hate. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's and, and they do a great job of setting that up really quickly. You do not like him right from the get go. Yep. And I'm trying to look up the actor's name because I usually put that in my notes, but I forgot. But he's the suck up. He yeah, see yeah, he's a, he's an evil teacher's pet is is what he is. Um, I'm sorry. Let me just find him. And and I will say too, so far this movie is very it's it's. 80s. I know his first name is Dipshit. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> His first name is not dipshit. He did a great job with the role though, man. Like that's a tough, that's a tough thing to do. When you come across that unlikable in a movie, it means you're yes. a good actor because you know, Ather, Robert, whether it's Atherton or this guy, like fucking. Yep. Yeah. Robert Prescott's his name. And he was in the Tom Hanks movie, bachelor party, basically playing the same role. <laughs> okay. Oh shit. Okay. You know, um, and he was in Spaceballs, uh, you know, so he, he was definitely big in the 80s. Um, but, you know, he still acts today. But uh, he was I actually did voices in Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. So that's pretty cool. Wow. So anyway, yeah, he, he plays this role really well. So um, so <laughs> Mitch, he, Mitch demonstrates his, you know, Jerry's trust in him by finding an issue with the laser very quickly that Kent and his, you know, sidekicks are. Uh, saying it's not their fault and it's because of faulty this and faulty that he fixes it really quickly and that just pisses them off even more so uh, we're back in the dorm now uh, Mitch is preparing to head to class when he falls he exits his room and slips on what Joe was talking about earlier uh, an ice covered hallway in the dorm um, Chris slides up to announce that they're all part of the Pacific Tech smart people on ice <laughs> you know uh, we find out that uh one of their friends, Ik Ikigami, uh, is responsible for this frozen dorm. He's very proud of his accomplishment because, uh, you know, we learned that uh, this ice will, it'll transition from uh, solid right to gas without going to liquid. So nothing's going to get wet when it goes away. Um, it's at this point that we meet one of our other, one of the other members of the gang, Jordan, uh, who will turn into a love interest later. Uh, so we got yet another clip. Let's play it. Yeah. Okay, 
terribly, but still, it should have gone much further, much faster. It's okay, though, I know what the problem is. And obviously, the drag coefficient, I'll just have to redesign the lake. I can do that no problem. I can do that here. But after they're designed, they gotta cut them, and that takes tools. Time, do you know how long this stuff's supposed to last? Maybe another half an hour. That's great, that's good, I can do that, no problem. Okay, what's your name? Mitch. Oh, thank you for your help, Mitch. Okay, I'll see you later. You're welcome. Who's that? That? Oh, that I'm one. I'm Jordan, I forgot to tell you my name. I'm Jordan. I heard there was going to be someone new this term. Are you it? Yes. Oh, do you have a bed? Yeah. I was going to make you one if you didn't have one, but you have one. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, so Jor- Jordan's uh, high energy, shall we bit. say? A little bit. <laughs> she's uh, she's got she's got uh, you know uh, yeah personality and energy to spare. She does, um, but you can see Mitch is immediately spent with her. He, he thinks she's the coolest already. Um, and uh, yeah, she's apparently based on. Uh, uh, oh no, she was. And oh, I can't believe I'm bringing this up. Fuck me, Joe. Please don't sidetrack <laughs> us too much. But uh, she is the basis for the animated character Gadget Hackwrench mm-hmm. uh, from Disney's Chippendale <laughs> Rescue Rangers. Hey, Eric, I got an idea for some art. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that I I have no idea is this reference yep. accurate? Hundred percent. Okay. Absolutely. Because right. I I've never seen the show. So exactly. I, I the second know. you said, I was like, oh yeah. I know, I know, I but you know, I, I yeah, I had to give it to you, I had to give it to you, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty cool that that you know her I character. I have to go in- Monterey Jack off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> next morning, Mitch wakes up uh, to see Laszlo once again entering the room and heading for the closet. He follows him as quick as he can, but once again. Laszlo gets in the closet, and by the time Mitch is there, Laszlo's gone. Mitch starts looking for some secret levers or, you know, passageways, and he can't find anything. Um, Mitch heads to the men's room, and he is uh, interrupted, you know, mid-pee by Jordan, who doesn't really give a shit that it's the guy's room. Uh, she is there to give him a sweater that she knitted for him overnight because <laughs> she explains that she never sleeps. Um, you know, uh, Understandably, Mitch can't get the pee started because, you know, that would be any guy's problem in a case like that, especially a young guy. Uh, Jordan explains that, you know, because she can't sleep, she actually drove she drove her last roommate crazy. Literally, they took her away on a stretcher. <laughs> so, yeah, that that high energy is definitely still there. She's never off. Um, all right. So we uh, jump back to Mitch. Mitch finds Chris in the dorm kitchen. And Chris is cutting, uh, he's got some liquid nitrogen out and he's cutting uh, the liquid nitrogen in his slugs to use in the vending machines and it works. <laughs> um, they have a little conversation about Laszlo coming and going, but there's still some mystery surrounding him that we'll clarify later. Um, this movie has a few montages to help stretch out the time just a little bit. So this is one of them. It's basically just uh, you know a montage of Mitch's acclimation to college life as a 15-year-old. You know, he heads into a lecture hall. There's a bunch of students and the professors, you know, at the front of the lecture hall and the students are you know, taking notes and stuff. 
quick shot of them testing the laser. It doesn't work. Um, we see Laszlo struggling or Laszlo helping a struggling Mitch pick up books and papers that he dropped running to class. They test the laser again. They have a small success. So that's cool. And by the end of this montage, the lecture hall that Mitch went into at the beginning of the montage is now nothing but tape recorders on the student side and on the professor's side. The professor gave up trying to, you know, lecture a bunch of tape recorders and recording devices. So he put a, um, you know, a record or, or a tape recorder out with his lecture. So it's just all electronics. And apparently that is a real based on a real event as well. So, um, so now Mitch decides once again, he's now going to find Laszlo. Um, he gets in the closet and he actually breaches the defenses. Um, you know, a secret panel opens at the back and he's guided to this um, homemade coaster, basically he sits in it and uh, it gives him a ride down into the building basement. Um, along the way, there's some, um, there's some writing spray painted on the wall and it's apparently from a Dungeons and Dragons type game from the eighties. I don't remember the name of it, but there are actual sayings from the spell book used for this game or something like that. So again, that attention to semi-realistic detail is is very inherent in this movie. Um, he watches from afar as we see Laszlo, and it's hysterical. Laszlo's typing on his computer, but the computer's got a screensaver on it. <laughs> He's not. So I don't know that they're trying to let you know that like Laszlo's transcended actual text on a screen, and he can <laughs> interpret the colors on the screen. Or yeah, I was wondering just, what's he looking at didn't bother and they just left the screensaver on and he just reacted to that. I really don't know what the goal was from the, from the movie maker's side on that one. But at the same time, we see a machine that it's auto filling out uh, what, well, what we'll learn our sweepstakes cards and then dump yep. them in a, in a bucket. So um, we now get to a quick scene. We're going to play a clip. This is Chris talking to professor Hathaway. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here! Go on, get! You wanted to see me or jogging, miss? Mr. Knight! Right on time. That's a little unusual these days. You still run? Only when chased. What's that smell? Must be the dog. That's popcorn. Yes, sir, I know. Get it away from me. I can't stand popcorn. I hate popcorn. Come on, put it over there. Good. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. Well, I guess we're moving up in the world, eh, Jerry? <laughs> Very elegant. Thank you. Try not to touch anything. Is this okay, sir? It's oak. It's not plywood, for God's sake. Mm, quite a change from the old place. Shoes. Look, I want to start seeing a lot more of you in the lab. Fine. I'll gain weight. You're first. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. We try. You can sit. You know, when I first brought you into this school, I thought you'd become another Einstein. And you were well on your way. And then? I got a haircut. You're disappointing me, Chris. And you, me, Jerry. Look, it's about our deal. I know, Jerry, and I have advanced your project more than any three students on campus. That was yesterday. What have you done for me today? Well, uh... <laughs> I want five megawatts by mid-May. <laughs> uh, Jerry, I think you might be getting a little obsessive about all this now. I took in Mitch, okay? And he's coming along fine. He's working his guts out for you, so what exactly do you want? I want five megawatts by mid-May. 
Look, I don't care if you're arrogant. I don't care if you're disrespectful. But your attitude's distracting Mitch, and that I won't have. The rules have changed. I want it by mid-May. Jerry, I think that you're just forgetting about one little detail, and that's that I, I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm, I'm history. I'm, I'm Casper. I, I'm, I'm graduating. To graduate, you need my course, dear boy. So it seems that I have something to say about what you do and where you go. So from now on, you and Mitch are going to spend every waking moment in the lab. And you will solve my power problem, and you will solve it by my deadline. Jerry, if you think that by threatening me you can get me to be your slave, well, that's where you're right. But, and I'm only saying this because I care. There are a lot of decaffeinated brands on the market today that are just as tasty as the real thing. I'm not kidding, Chris. Neither am I, Jerry. You know, it occurs to me that Val Kilmer is like proto Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Yes. Kind of. He. Yep. Although, I don't know. Like, kind of, but Ryan Reynolds wasn't that weird. He was more no, like. No, that not weird. exactly, but this could be the pro. Like, I think Eric might be right. Who knows? You know, I mean, Ryan it's, Reynolds is a generation after Val Kilmer, so. He could have yeah, got some of his shtick from this but role. Like the because sh- I'm like I, I know we're talking about the Van Wilder role prom- prominently, but well, I don't know. You could even say that about <laughs> about Ryan Reynolds today. It's completely different. Yeah. Never like, being serious. I think it's conceptually like the the attitude of like I'm going to say something completely unrelated to what we're talking about in a shitty way. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that little turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah but like, by the way, you know. But uh, plenty of decaffeinated, like all right. Yes, I don't know. It's more. uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like the Ryan Reynolds one is just like more of him being like the smug, like little, like kind of you know, pretty. He's just like fucking crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 like a whole different vibe to me. Um, It reminded Mm -hmm. me of somebody. I can't think of who it is though, because the whole time watching, I'm like, well, kind of reminds me of me almost. Like that's the kind of person I am, but. Even then, like I'm not like doing a weird handstand thing when I come when he comes in the room and like wearing like money he's, slippers. He's doing like the manic genius thing very yes. well in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, so. uh, it's more like right, Bobcat well, Goldthwait. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just fucking no, insanity. No, it's just yeah, insane. That's... Like for the for the purpose of being insane. Yeah, but he carries off the genius portion of that pretty well i think but i think he's sarcastic it's more like look at me look at me than like i'm doing this because i think it's cool it's more like just look at me give me attention oh yeah i mean it's you know i mean i don't know he's he's definitely a cool slacker genius so you know you get the best best of both worlds with this movie yep so that said we are going to take a break and we will be back to hopefully wrap this son of a bitch up. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. 
<laughs> are you though? Listen, guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You fact, can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We, could, we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that... You even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.